University, a podcast with value. Penny University presents a torn heart, loss of a child. How do you open and introduce a new series on loss of a child? It has been on my heart for a very long time to share a few stories on this type of loss. There are several types of loss, spouse, parent, friend. The list can go on and on. Each has its specific pain associated with the loss. Sadly, I have experienced several deaths in my life. We all have, and we all know of the sting of death. We all experience death in some way and at some point in time. Heck, we will personally experience death. It is the one guarantee in life. Loss of a child is membership to a club no one wants. Most of us pray, think, hope that it will never happen. Some of us have to walk. No, crawl on that path. Yes, I lost a child, my youngest son, Andrew, and I will share my story at the end of this series. I hope you listen to every episode. There are people that are living with holes in their hearts. Yes, living. Thank you for giving us the time to share our stories, to let you know of our loved ones' lives. I trust that this series is for everyone. Get to know some incredible people. Welcome to A Torn Heart, Loss of a Child. Episode 5, My Treasure. Welcome to the final episode of Penny University's newest series, A Torn Heart, Loss of a Child. Episode 5, Deborah Fingston, My Treasure. Thank you to everyone who listens to Penny University. Uh, Your messages are super supportive. Please um, listen, uh, like the podcast, and then share it with your friends and family anywhere. Um, Also, head over to our Facebook page to see photos of everyone that we've talked to and everyone we've talked about. And also, after this episode, there will be a special video, which I'll talk about a little later. Social distancing is easing up a little bit, but not for this series. Um, I am sitting here in my office all by myself, and my noisy computer will kick up, so be ready for that. Um, So you will hear the humming. But I love the rawness and the unpolishedness of the sound for this series because our feelings of losing a child are raw and unpolished. And so I think it fits. Um, So thank you for listening. In this episode, um, I'm going to be sharing my story. And it's it's um, a, a hard time to share. It's easy to talk with others. It's easy to um, listen to what they have to say. But I'm going to be talking about me. Um, I have been in education all of my life. I have um, tried my best to be open and honest and have continued communication. So I think stepping into podcasts were easy for me. But this episode is really hard. 
I lost my youngest son, Andrew, um, in a fire. He was a wildland firefighter. He, him and his crew were lost in 2013. He was part of the Granite Mountain Hotshot crew um, that lost their lives in Yarnell um, in a wildfire. And I don't want to talk about that. Um, if you want to know about that, please refer back to the very first series from Penny University, Our Investigation, Our Truth. What I want to talk about here is the loss of a child from a mother's perspective. And I want to tell you first, Andrew was an amazing young man. He was 29 years old when we lost him. He's a fought was a father of four. He is um, a, was a great husband, a great guy, a, a great sense of humor. Um, he was uh, living out on he just loved life. He always had a huge smile on his face. Um, he was a cuddler when he was little. Um, him and his brother and I were super close. Uh, TJ, his older brother, and I are still very, very close. I consider both TJ and Andrew my friends. Um, he had a wicked sense of humor. Uh, he, he was just an amazing guy. And when I heard that I lost him, it was a pretty hard moment. My husband and I were at a performance. Um, I was working for a veterans organization at the time, and one of the wives was uh, singing in a July 4th event. So um, we, we went to hear the performance, and I left my cell phone in the car because I didn't want it to go off. I didn't want to be disturbed. I just wanted to pay attention to the show. And when I came out from the show, I picked up my phone and it was highly unusual to have a ridiculous amount of texts. And I thought, what the heck? And just as I thought, what the heck, my phone rang. And it was a friend of mine and I answered, hello. And she said, how is Andrew? Is Andrew okay? And I was taken back a little bit about by it. I said, well, Andrew's out um, on a fire. It, what, why? And at that moment, she realized I didn't know anything. And so she said, well, um, I heard there were some issues. So you might want to talk to Julianne. You might want to give her a call. Well, that, of course, in a mother sets off a red flag. And so I said, okay, I hung up. Meanwhile, um, Jerry and I are getting in the car and we're getting ready to head to have coffee and dessert with some friends. And um, I said, something's up. And I hurried up and I called Julianne's phone number and her father answered the phone. And, you know, this is a real interesting moment because I remember saying, is Andrew all right? And I remember him saying no. I don't remember him hanging up. I don't remember hanging up. I don't remember anything after that conversation, that, that word, no. But I do remember something. I remember the feeling in my chest. My heart ripped. I could physically feel my heart ripping. And then I noticed I heard screaming. And it was like my body was detached from the sound. And I could hear this screaming. And then I realized it was me screaming. And my husband, Jerry, is saying, what's going on? What's going on? And he kind of pulled me out of it. 
And I remember saying, I think Andrew's dead. And then the next thing I know, I am calling his brother. I'm calling TJ. And TJ answered the phone. And I, re- again, I only remember bits and pieces of the conversation. But I said, Andrew's dead. Andrew's dead. I need you. I need you. And he had just recently had gotten back from Afghanistan. And he was out in Prescott visiting for about three to four weeks. And he had just left, Just he was just home a couple of days. And he said, mom, I'm coming. Mom, I'll be there tomorrow. Mom, I'm on my way. And that brought me some peace. And Jerry immediately turned the vehicle around and we headed over to Julianne and Andrew's home. And as we pulled up, there were police officers. It was by this time dark, police officers and um, cars everywhere. And I remember walking into their home, walking into their kitchen because their door walked, back door walked into the kitchen and Julianne was sitting there and people are standing all around. There was a police officer at the door and I walked in and she just got up and ran and held me. And again, I just kept repeating out loud, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And I don't know if you ever do. We certainly did. Um, I don't want to go into all of the details about that time. But you certainly do. You have to deal with so much and... Losing a child is so horrific, and then losing a child in such a public forum is interesting all in its own. And that might be a podcast in all of itself, how you almost lose your child to the nation. You lose your child to the public. Decisions are made for you that you have no control over, Um People are trying to do everything lovingly and caringly, but it is such an invasion. So here you are trying to mourn and wrap your head and your heart around the idea of never seeing your child or hearing your child again, but yet, but having to do all of that very publicly and having to, um, you know, just be told, you know, don't lose your cool here or be of control here or, you know, it's, it's just very interesting. And, but how do you deal with the loss of a child is you get up every day. Every day you'll wake up and your very first thought is you don't have that child with you. And Thankfully, this family has faith. We know that Andrew is in heaven. I know someday I will see him again. You are listening to Penny University, a podcast with value. We hope you are finding this presentation touching and maybe even healing. If you would like to share your two cents, please contact Deborah at pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. You can also send a message to any of our guests. Now, back to Penny University's presentation of 
a torn heart, loss of a child. There are tons of podcasts out there. You have options. Penny University is truly a podcast with value, and we strive to share great true stories. Some are plain fun, some might bring a tear to your eye, and maybe even make you a little angry. Listen to them all. Please listen, like, and share. Head over to our Facebook page, see who we are. And thanks for listening. And, and that in itself is interesting. When you lose a child, whether you have faith or you don't have faith, a lot of your beliefs are put to major test. You know, it is the nose to the grindstone. It is tires on the ground. And I know some um, people of faith that have lost children and they immediately, you know, God immediately gives them grace or, you you know, they immediately are um, um, almost at peace. Not that you can ever be at peace with a hole in your heart, but, you know, they automatically have that. I did not. I um, really just was, you've, what, what does this mean? You know, I, lost my, I have lost my parents, um, which I lost my best friend when I lost my mother, and I had lost an amazing father when my dad passed away. Um, I have known friends that have passed away, and it's very hard, but when you lose a child someone you are supposed to protect all of their lives, someone that you have, um, you know, raised and and cuddled and, um, you know, gotten them through when they were sick or gone and seen them when they were playing their sports or made sure that you fed them good, healthy lunches at school, um, helped them make wise decisions, held them when they didn't, uh, and then all of a sudden they're taken from you you are wondering, what did I do wrong? Um, my mind, you know, spiraled. What if we, I never would have brought the boys to Prescott? Maybe um, he wouldn't have found that fire crew. Maybe I should have done this and that. And, and your mind just reels. And it happens with your faith too. Your, your, my mind reeled with my faith. And I always say my prayers in my shower. It's just a thing. And I remember during that time, One day I I hit my knees in the shower and I was sobbing and I said, Lord, heaven better be for real. And that evening um, we had to go down to the middle school. Um, That's where they were doing uh, release reports and and information. And um, we knew we had to be down there by um, 10 o'clock. And so we had swung by a local restaurant, the Wildflower Bread Company, for a cup of coffee. And we were sitting there waiting for coffee. And again, another extremely public situation. So people were very gracious and just, you know, let us go in. And a neighbor was also there. And she came up to me. And when a conversation ever starts, please don't think I'm crazy. You kind of take a step back. And I said, okay. And she sat down. And she lives right in front of us. And um, she said, Deborah, I know what's going on and I've been sitting on my front porch and I have watched people driving by and um, I have just been praying for you and your family. I'm so heartbroken. I'm so sorry. But I had something happen to me the other day. She said the other evening I was sitting out on the porch, cars were driving by, 
going to your home and I was praying. And she said, I have never in my life had a vision. And she said, but I had a vision. And please, again, don't think I'm crazy. And I was just listening. And she said, I was praying and out of nowhere, I saw a vision of two arms coming down and lifting up a man. And she said he had like greenish pants on, I believe. And she said they were, God was lifting up and bringing these young men to heaven. And she said, please don't think I'm weird. I don't know why I saw that. And I said, you're not weird. And thank you very much. I needed to hear that. Because I realized she didn't know that Wildland crews wear khaki green pants. And Granite Mountain wore these khaki greenish brown pants and yellow shirts. And um, it, it brought me a peace to know that she saw these arms picking them up and taking them to heaven. And so it gave me a, some peace for a while. And then another time I Within a week or a couple of days, I hit my knees again and God, heaven has to be for real. And then I just was reading emails. I was trying to get my mind off of the whirlwind of everything that was going on. And I had a cousin who I haven't seen in years and years and years. Her father and my father um, were brothers. And I'll tell you, when Andrew was born, I liked Andrew. I didn't like Andy, and I never called him anything other than Andrew, other than Treasure. And um, that was my nickname for him. TJ is my special boy, and I won't go into on that, but just the sheer fact that I said that will make people smile. But Andrew was my treasure. And when anybody would call him Andy or something, I would say, no, his name is Andrew. And and living with that, my name is Deborah. It's not Debbie. It's not Deb. It's Deborah. And so it was easy for me to just say, no, Andrew. And everybody respected that, except my father. My father called him Andy. And I don't know about you, but you know, you can only correct your dad so often, and then you just kind of give it up. And it's like, okay, dad, whatever. And but Cheryl knew, you know, that I called him Andrew. And so I pulled up this email and she said, I wanted to share a dream I had last night with you. And both her father, her father was Orn and my father was Sam, were passed away. They're up in heaven as well. And she said, I had a dream of our dads and they were up in heaven. And your dad was talking to Andrew on a park bench. And she said, my dad walked over and your dad said, hey, Orn, I just want you to know, um, Andy's a firefighter too. And Orn said, really? And Andrew and Orn walked off. And she put the word Andy in quotes with a sad face, like, sorry, it was Andy I heard. But again, that was confirmation for my heart because only my dad called him Andy. And it was like, thank you, God. Heaven is for real. Andrew is there with my dad. And my Uncle Orn, who was a firefighter, is now hearing about Andrew's experiences. And so it was like, thank you. But like everything, when you're hurting and torn, the third time 
I said, Lord, heaven has got to be for real. And this was a couple of months after. And I was walking to the mailbox and crying. And I got to the mailbox. And in the mail, that day, that moment, was a little letter from my beautiful granddaughter, Audrey May. And Audrey, I open it up. And it's written in Audrey's handwriting, and it's on notebook paper. And I keep it with me. I carry it in my wallet every day. And I would like to read you Audrey's note. Dear Grandma, I just wanted to say that I know what you are going through. There are some days where I start to cry, but I know that Uncle Andrew is in heaven now. I want him back, too but he is with God and he is happy. I miss him too, from Audrey and a heart. It was at that moment I thought, okay, Lord, I don't need to be kicked in the head a fourth time. And it does bring me peace. Does it stop the hole? Does it heal it? No. Talking with all of these others that have lost their children, I love the key where they say, you have to just get up and you move. And I believe that's where healing comes. Healing comes from helping others, from talking about them. So if you know anybody that has lost a child, talk to them about them. Share stories. I absolutely love to hear stories about Andrew. Listen to their pain. There are going to be longer periods of time. There are days that I go where I only think joyfully about Andrew. Or I get up and I think, okay, I've got to get up again today. But there are also still moments that I get overwhelmed. And I never know when they're going to happen. I had one just yesterday. We were driving back from the grocery store and there happens to be a wildfire in Arizona at the time and a fuel tanker flew over us. And for some reason, it hit me and I just started crying. I was overwhelmed with grief. So some, you know, you'll go for periods where it's not so painful and then it'll hit you and you will go into a deep grief. And, you know, It's been seven years, and I'm still feeling that. And I have talked with parents who have lost their child 30 years ago, and it still is a grief. My grandmother lost a son, an infant son, and I talked to her, you know, 50 years after it, and it still brought tears to her eyes. So please don't share that thing where, don't worry, time heals. That is the most awful thing. And um, shouldn't you be moving on? Or maybe you need some help. And and that might be true, but realize that this child is going to be within this person's heart forever. And the loss of this child is going to be in this person's heart forever. Now, I can ramble on and on, and I don't want to do so. Honestly, um, I could talk and talk and talk. Uh, about Andrew, about his beautiful children, um, about how this loss has made me love more. Since I've lost Andrew, I 
get up every morning and I just text my grandchildren and my children and say good morning. I want them every day. I want them to know it only takes a few minutes. I have fallen deeper in love with um, my children and my grandchildren. Um, I have a stepdaughter. Her name is Shelby. She left being a stepdaughter. I mean, I loved her prior, but after I lost Andrew, I realized how valuable life is and how fleeting it is. And so for Shelby, for TJ, for my grandchildren, for my daughters in love, for my husband, for my friends, um, my love is deeper than I have ever, ever experienced. Um, it's kind of interesting. Friendships are very um, two-leveled. I have a lot of acquaintances, um, but I have only let a few very precious people deep into my life, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I also um, share, I, want, I would like to share an experience with you. And this is the video that I referred to earlier. Um, my niece, Melody Tonti, is an outrageously talented young woman. And she actually was doing a video series on um, mother loss and uh, mother's grieving. And she did a video um, she said at first she wasn't sure she wanted to approach me because losing Andrew and Granite Mountain was such a public thing and she didn't want it to be about the public thing. She wanted to be about parental loss. But she said, you know, she, she just saw how things were going. And so she asked if I could be part of this video. And I said, absolutely. So instead of me rehashing everything and because the way she did it was so beautiful, I am asking you to take a moment from podcast listening and go to our Facebook page and watch this video. It's called A Mother's Journey Through Grief. And it's 20 minutes and it is beautifully done. And then please share your comments on um, the Penny University Facebook page. Send your comments to pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. But please take a moment and then share the video. It is, I believe, beautiful and healing. And um, it's just gorgeous. And so I just think that that's perfect. And that's actually where I want to end this final episode. I want to thank you for um, listening. I want to thank you for um, all of those that uh, I interviewed and talked with. I want to thank Jill Potter um, sharing about her son. And I want to thank um, Jaylin sharing about the loss of her two boys, um, Janelle, um, Charlie Coons. I, I just want to thank all of them for sharing um, the loss of their children and how their torn heart, um, how they live with their torn heart. I want to thank everyone that has commented. Um, you're, there are a lot of people out there grieving. And I would like to close with one final thing. Right after Andrew's funeral, I received a card. And in the card was a poem that a co-worker 
from a previous job sent me. And I would like to end this episode with this poem. You are the treasure of my heart and the cuddle in my arms. You are the pain in my heart and the memories of my mind. You are the many joys and the painful sorrow. However, you are not the current hug or the last phone call, and you are certainly not the only son. I am the womb, and I am the protector and the reader of books. I am also the holder of memories and the grandma. But don't worry, I'm not the doubter. You are still the cuddle in my arms. You will always be the treasure of my heart. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the final episode in Penny University's touching series, A Torn Heart, Loss of a Child. Please listen, like, and share. Head over to Penny University's Facebook page. See who we have talked with. Send any comments or suggestions for future projects to Penny University at protonmail.com, Penny University being one word, or send your message via Facebook Messenger. As always, be strong, wise, and safe.